Oh, did you watch this one? When? Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I, I um... But I, I, I watched it recently, like very recently. Oh, really? Yeah, like last year. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, saw, I saw it was on Peacock, so... I yeah, I am. Um, to watch it again. Like I said, I I haven't seen it in at least like five years, but this was a movie that I used to fucking like on repeat. Oh yeah, this over and over again. Um, so I feel I actually when I started watching it, I was laughing right away, and I was just like, because when you suggested it, I was like, oh yeah, we could do that one. I know it pretty well or whatever. But then I hadn't seen it in such a long time that the little lines in it, I was like laughing at literally every other line yeah once the uh, movie started the first hour is just like or i mean just alone just the first like you said 10 minutes yeah that's really just funny. joke after joke and it's just oh man um cool 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 um are you ready to go then yeah okay all right well then let's play it again man you must remember this a kiss is just a kiss You're gonna need a bigger boat. Erica! 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 Hasta la vista, baby. What is up, everybody? Uh, Steven here. I'm here with Jason. What up? And we are going to do John Hughes' Uncle Buck from 1989. It was released on August 16 of that year. It had a budget of $15 million and scored $79.2 million. So this was a success. It stars John Candy, uh, Jean Louisa Kelly, uh, Macaulay Culkin, and Gabby Hoffman. For the most part, there's other people in it, but we'll get to them when we go through the cast. With that being said... Let's just start right at the beginning, like we always do, and talk about when's the first time we saw this movie. Uh, I remember seeing it on cable, and then, uh, but then really like got into it and really probably watched it the most once I got it on DVD. Okay. Um, but I had seen it a, a fair amount on cable beforehand. And before and then once I got it on DVD, like I said, um, I just watched it all the time. How old were you? All the time. Oh shit! First time I don't know, probably like, probably like twelve or something, like 12. maybe ten, ten, twelve, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and then after that, just like watched it all the time, and um, have always like tried to watch it like consistently, like throughout the years. Yeah, know? it's one of those. It's yeah. it's definitely a rewatchable movie. Like I said, I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I used to watch it all the time. And then watching it today it was just because I hadn't seen it in so long. It was just really fun because I was catching yeah. like a bunch of jokes that almost like I was hearing them for the first time, but not really. Yeah. I remember my dad was a big fan of this movie. Yeah. And he was the one of the the people that, that would suggest it and would always, like when it was on, like we would watch it. And then my siblings, we all liked this movie. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like he would always just, you know, talk about how funny this movie was. And it was kind of like a family thing we'd watch together. Yeah. I had that written down that this is like... I guess like a subgenre of comedy, like you know, there's romantic comedies, there's like raunchy comedies, um, and this is like a family comedy, something like uh, yeah. like Father of the Bride or um, like Beethoven or something oh, like yeah. that, you know. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so that was your first time seeing the movie. I don't remember specifically when, but this one is um, 
it's it's uh it's one that I used to watch at home a lot with my family. Um and it was cool. It feel, felt a little bit more personal cuz I feel like when you're a kid everything seems like it revolves around you. And uh my uncle had just come to live with us. Uh, and he would take care of us, like, during the daytime or, like, be there and, like, watch us. I mean, not so much my older sisters, but me, definitely, because I was, like, a, a lot younger. Um, so I remember watching it a lot with him and watching it a lot with my family, and we'd quote it all the time. And it's uh, it's just a fun movie to go back to. Um, and like we were saying downstairs, because I was just fi- finishing it, it's lighthearted and it's really fun, but there's some really like heartfelt moments in it, and you get some good performances out of the characters, especially John Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's pretty much my first experience of watching it, and then just watching it over and over again um, throughout the years. But uh, moving on, so we can go through the cast. Um, just want to talk a little bit about John Hughes first because it's the first movie we've done that's directed by him, and. Um, he is a giant staple in uh, cinema from the late 70s all the way into the early 90s. Um, so John Hughes directed this movie. He pretty pretty cool rise. He, he dropped out of Arizona State and he started selling jokes to people like Ronnie Dangerfield and Joan Rivers. Mm. Um, and then he got a job writing for National Lampoon Magazine magazine and then that's where his first movie came together with vacation with chevy chase which was a fucking huge success Mm -hmm. um and then dude probably one of the most successful careers of any director i've known like on a run like this like okay so we got vacation 1983 16 candles 1984 breakfast club 1985 ferris bueller 1986 pretty in pink 1986 weird science 85 um, planes, trains, and automobiles in '87, and he does this movie in 1989, and then he starts taking more producer roles uh, later on, like with, uh, you know, he wrote and produced on Home Alone. Mm. Uh, obviously, Macaulay Culkin's in this movie, and that's uh, one of the reasons why he's a star of Home Alone as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, John Hughes, he he is a really good writer, and I think he captured a really good part of Americana growing up as a teenager in the eighties. Most of his movies are about teenagers. Um, and I just think he's, he's somebody worth mentioning. What's how old was he at this time? Um, I know he's in his like, he's like pretty young. Yeah. He's like in his, um, early thirties. Um, by the time he dies, I think he, I think he's only like 47 or something like that. So he was pretty young. Um, but yeah, he he. I feel like he influenced an entire generation of other filmmakers, even at that time, because teen movies were like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost so that you see people trying to reflect like movies that he has. Like sometimes people will be like, "Oh, that's a John Hughes movie," but it's not. Like say anything's directed by Cameron Crowe, but it feels very John Hughes like. Yeah. Um. Did you grow up watching like his movies? Not really. I mean. I I watched Home Alone, Home Alone Two a lot, um, Uncle Buck, but those other movies I I watched them much later, like like, like Breakfast, Club, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I didn't watch them really like as a kid. I it, watched them later in my twenties. I'm like, so you still like them though, right? I do, yeah, but I'm not like a huge fan of yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Like I I th- yeah, 
I feel like there's there's something about watching those movies when you're aspiring to be a teenager that makes them cooler than yeah. you would have like you would have seen them as cooler like being a little kid. Yeah. Um because when you're a little kid, teenagers are fucking like cool people and everything and now we're older and teenagers are fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah, I don't know, like movies <laughs> from the 80s for me like as a kid like some of my favorite movies were the police academy movies. <laughs> like yeah, like sh- shit like that to me was fucking amazing. Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so all right, let's just go into the cast really quick. Uh obviously we got to talk about John Candy. Um you were telling me you haven't seen too many of his movies, uh Spaceballs this movie Home and Alone. Home Alone. His part, Home Alone. Yeah. yeah, he's got a little part in Home Alone. So John Candy, because um, I felt like, you know, I, I grew up watching every movie with him in it. Uh, my mom and my uncle were really big fans of his and all the people that he came up with. Um, so he was a Canadian actor and uh, over in Canada, I was going to say Canada. <laughs> over in Canada. <laughs> That's a common... Over in Canada and Chicago, they have uh, a thing called Second City, um, and then they have a they had a thing called SCTV, which uh, is like SNL, but mm-hmm. other, the other people came from there: Rick Moranis, Martin Short. Oh, he's Canadian um, too. E- Eugene Levy, Rick yeah. All, all the all those people. Um, what's her name from uh, the mom? Uh, from Home Alone, I can't believe I'm fucking Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, they're all they're all they're all from up there. Oh wow. Um, so, you know, he was a comedy star on that television show, and then in 1979, he has a small part in Steven Spielberg's 1941. Movie's not that, uh, doesn't do that great. I love that movie, but doesn't do that great. In 1980, he's got a bigger part in The Blues Brothers, which is a fucking fantastic film. Um, really, really funny. And then in 1981, he does Stripes, and he plays this lovable guy, uh, in the army. And, uh... Then he starts starring in his own movies. 1985, he does Summer Rental. Um, right before that, he did Splash with Tom Hanks and uh, Daryl Hannah, uh, directed by Ron Howard. And yeah, like I said, after that, he starts getting his own movies. Um, uh, like I said, 1980, 70, does Trains and Automobiles with Steve Martin. Um, then he does Great Outdoors with Dan Aykroyd. In 1990, he does Home Alone. has got that small part. And then Everybody Loves Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah. Um, How can I forget does that? Does that one in 1993. And his last movie is in Wagons East, uh, starring opposite Richard Lewis in 1994. Um, from what I remember, he's not in a whole lot of that movie. I think he died during production, so they kind of had to shoot around him towards the end. Unfortunately, John Candy died of a heart attack at the age of 43 on March 4th, 1994. Hmm. And uh, it was a big, big hit for the comedy movie scene. He was, yeah. he was you know, I've, I've watched stuff about him since his passing, and it just seemed like everybody fucking loved that guy. Like, yeah. he was just... A, he seems like a really lovely guy. He was just guy. a really cool dude, um, really funny and just really awesome. So uh, he was has been sorely missed ever since next up we have gene louise kelly who plays uh tia in this movie the niece 
Um, she is in a lot of stuff, actually. Um, around this time, she's in Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, she's done a lot of other shit. I just saw that she was in Ant-Man. She's got, like, a small small role in that she? movie. She's uh, she's accredited as the buy- a buyer. Um, oh. So she's got a really small role. She's done some Law & Order episodes. Um, I guess she's going to be in the new Maverick uh, Top Gun movie with Tom Cruise. Oh, I don't wow. know how big her role will be in that movie, but... Yeah, she's good in this movie. She really comes off like yeah. a fucking little shitty teenager. Oh, for sure. Plays it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I grew up with three older sisters, and I could see them, <laughs> you know, be nasty to each other sometimes. And it it's, it comes off authentic in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, we got Macaulay Culkin, who we all know as Kevin McAllister from mm-hmm. the Home Alone franchise. This was cool for me when I was little because I had, everybody had seen Home Alone like from the day they were born. You know, it was mm-hmm. always always on um, Christmas time. And then I saw this movie afterwards, and I see him as little. And then you you see his like performance in this movie, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why he fucking goes forward and becomes like one of the biggest child stars in the world. So he does this movie, and then obviously he does um, Home Alone, Home Alone Two. Then his career starts going crazy, not crazy, but. You know, what other roles are out there for, like, a 12-year-old kid? He does Richie Rich, which is... <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember I was really excited to watch it when I was a kid. And then even as a kid, I was like, I don't really like this movie yeah. that much. Um, and then he does The Good Son with oh, Elijah man. Wood. We talked about that movie. He just plays, like, a fucking evil-ass yeah, little kid. That's a, that's a rough Getting one. even with Dad with Ted Danson. It's just... Never saw that. Like, yeah, it's not... There's other movies like that. Uh, the one with... Zachary Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase, Man of the House, I think it's called. It's just like, oh, the son and the dad Again. are like butting heads and yeah. shit. Uh, it, there's not a lot of roles for kids that age at that time, I guess, in the 90s. Um, so he goes quiet, and he goes underground, and uh, starts dating Mila Kunis at one point for a really long time. And uh, obviously there's a whole Michael Jackson controversy, because oh, he used God. to hang out with him a lot. Uh but uh, said he never touched his no nos. Come on, <laughs> what? He says what Macaulay Culkin said, and uh, yeah, now he's got like a pretty successful podcast where he wears bunny ears on his head for some reason all the time. But uh, that's neither here nor there. And that is Macaulay Culkin, everybody. Uh, next up, we got uh, Gabby Hoffman. She plays Maisie in this movie, and uh, I think she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. She just comes off as a little she's adorable really little sister. Yeah. Um, sh- when she gets a little bit older, she's in a movie that I remember liking when I was growing up calling it called Now and Then. It's like her and her four friends growing up in the 60s. That mm. um, was a fun movie. It's like a nice... It's like uh, almost like The Warner Years, but told through the perspective of a girl. Oh, okay. Um, really cool movie. Uh, and now that she's older, she's directing a lot of stuff. She's been in a lot of stuff since then, but she, now she's moved into directing. I think she just directed that movie with Joaquin Phoenix called Come On, Come On. Um, haven't seen it yet, but I've heard great things. I've se- I've seen her on that show, um, Transparency. I think oh it's yeah, called. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think I think she's on that. I've never she's, seen it, but I I remember seeing her on spots in that. I think she's on she's Girls a, a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she's uh she's great in this movie. She plays the role perfect. I mean, how couldn't she? She was a little girl and doing little girl things. So uh, yeah, that's uh the main cast. Is there anybody else you want to mention besides that? Pooter the Clown. Pooter, yeah. Is Mike Starr, as we all know, is Frenchie from Goodfellas. 
Holy shit, that's him, really? Yeah. Dang, like, I didn't what about know. security? You're looking at him. You're looking at him. <laughs> and, then, and, and then he and also... He's a dumb and dumber. Dumb and dumber. He Dude, put, I did not know that that was him. Man. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I did not know that that was him. He's one of those guys, don't you think? Oh, yeah. That he's, guy? he's a that guy. Yeah. Um, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Without without a doubt. He's a that guy. Uh, there's a couple other people I wanted to mention. Um, uh, Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf, mm-hmm. she's been on so much shit. She's like most famous for playing Jackie, Roseanne's sister on Roseanne. Oh, um, she's uh, Marcy, right? Yeah, she plays Marcy in yeah. this movie. Uh, she's done so many different things. She's on a show called Getting On that was on, I think, HBO for a while. Uh, she plays Billy Loomis's mom in Scream 2, mm-hmm. uh, the sequel to Scream. Um, she's got a really funny character on a show that I really love called... Uh, Third Rock from the Sun in one of the seasons. She's on a few episodes of that. But she's just done a lot of stuff. She's kind of like a chameleon. She's just got, mm-hmm. you know, she's got a lot of range in there. She's like a character actor. Um, and I just think she's she's pretty funny in this movie. She's kind of like weird and horny neighbor next door. I, I really like, um, you, you probably got her name right there, Shanice. I forget uh, her. Oh yeah, her yeah. Real name. Amy Madigan. I really like her in this movie, man. She's plays that just like tough. Yeah, she's been through some shit. Yeah, yeah. And and you're almost like, why the fuck is she with Buck? You know, he's I won't get he's into ad- it. He's adorable. I know, but she's just like, but she's no, an yeah, alpha, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah female, no, no, you sure. know, she seems like a she seems like she's got an upper, she's got a managerial position. Yeah. She seems like a chick that's been through some shit. Yeah. And has over. She's got that grit, so she overcame it, and now she's like, yeah. with or without Buck, she's going oh, yeah. places, and she's going to be secure. You yeah. know, yeah, she, you're she, right. I she love her. she plays the role really, really well. Um, <laughs> Elaine Brock Brockma plays um, Cindy Russell. What's your gauge on her? The mom. She's good. I I, I like when um, I like the beginning of like it shows. I mean. They're obviously, they work a lot, these mm-hmm. parents, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you can see how awkward it is at the dinner yeah, table. Yeah, she doesn't know hockey's done. Yeah, but, you know, they mean well. They're good parents. Like, they provide, but, like, they're probably just not home, yeah. home a lot, I guess. Um, Gr- growing up. But yeah. she, she, you know, she wants the best for her kids. She's, you know, they're not in the movie much, but, mm-hmm. you know, the scenes that she does have, you can tell she's very, like, like when Buck is called. To come save the day, she goes, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'd rather leave him with a serial killer. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I like her. She's uh, all right. So, I was thinking about it today because, dude, Tia says some awful things in this movie. Oh, I know. That really cut people. Dude. And I'm thinking, like, the, uh, so the beginning of the movie, because when I was a little kid, I just like, oh, mom, a bad mom, whatever. Yeah. And she kind of looks like a evil stepmom or like a mom she or something. She's got that face, yeah. Yeah, she's got that face, but... I was like, oh, maybe she's not that bad. But then the scene where he pulls out the wedding picture and he's folded behind there, I was oh. like, dude. And then they zoom in on her face. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then you're like, you bitch. Yeah, I hate this lady. <laughs> but, I mean, she plays that role really well. Yeah. Um, then we got Jay Underwood, who plays Bug. Um, oh, yeah. He's not in the movie much, but I think he's... I think that dude... He understood the assignment. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> he's, like, super... He's... Super weaselly. He, he, uh, he seems really afraid of John Candy in certain yeah. parts of the movie. From what I saw, like when I looked at his like previous movies, whatever, it looked like he was like a like a good boy. Like he was like a 
like a good kid in most of the shows and movies that he was in yeah. before. And then this is his chance, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I, I don't know much about a lot of these actors. Actors, yeah. They're, they, they're... A lot of them didn't do much before or after. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, except Macaulay Culkin and, you know, John Candy before mm-hmm. this, you know, because, you know, he died not too far after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone else had a very, like, um, low-key career. So next but that I... That I... They're all... Honestly, they all, like... Probably did their best in this movie. Oh no, yeah, I think I, I think everybody's believable. One person in particular that I was like, wow, you know what? I really believe this guy's performance. So next up, we got Dennis Kruckman who plays Pal. Oh yeah, um, I've seen him in things over the years. Uh, he definitely comes off as a creep in this movie, um, which I think was the the point. <laughs> but he was in this. He's in Gangster Squad. He's in Hail Caesar, um, and a bunch of other movies throughout the. 2000s and 90s but he's he's funny in this movie especially when he gets his fucking uh his uh toothpick cotton oh, yeah. <laughs> cotton his mouth oh this this is the guy this is this is the guy and then i and then i'm done i can move on uh the guy that plays e roger carwell or whatever um his name's brian tarantina uh i was watching that guy's performance and i was just like dang I really believe this guy is a guy that's like at the bowling alley looking for his friend or like at the track or whatever. And he just seems, he seems like a nice dude, but yeah. like kind of scummy. Yeah. And I was like, damn, it'd be funny if he was like a really like uptight fucking, you know, actor type dude. And then he just did this for that performance. Cause in my head, that guy walks around like that everywhere that he goes, you yeah. know, in real life. So. Who knows? I, I haven't seen him in much of anything else, but apparently he's like in Gilmore Girls and oh, wow. uh, Better Roses and a bunch of other stuff too. But yeah, that was um, that was kind of the whole cast that I wanted to get through. Yeah, everybody else does a great job, but it's 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 more important about about them as Definitely. well. Okay then. Well then, let's just move into our favorite parts of the movie. Uh, what did you have? Start off. Um, I love. When they're getting ready for school, and uh, Tia's like, she's like, uh, she says crap. I forget what the, oh, the yeah, line yeah, is. Yeah. And the little girl, uh, Maisie's like, crap is a swear word. She goes, no, you're thinking about shit. She goes, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just that whole beginning, like, it gives you the, like, the gauge of, like, I, when, where when, they're at. Yeah, when know? I turned the movie on, I didn't remember, like, I don't remember how I remembered it starting, but I didn't remember Macaulay Culkin running through the side of the houses and everything like mm-hmm. that. I was, like, watching, I was like, damn, is this, like, a director's cut or something? Yeah. But, yeah, that's how the movie always started. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like, right at the beginning. Um, and then we get, uh, we get the talk with buck and shanice about him getting, right after gonna yeah. be there in the morning and then so i didn't write that scene down but what i wrote after was like the phone calls the phone call that wakes up bob oh yeah and then there's a phone call to buck and then he's got to make the phone call to and then you get that fucking um tia wakes up mm-hmm. and then she says that awful thing to fucking to her mom about uh, if my family moved away from me, I'd have probably have a heart attack too. Which oh, I'm just like, dude, her mom does not need to hear that. And right she now. should have walked over to her room, turned the light on, smacked her in the <laughs> face, go back to sleep, bitch. Yeah. 
and then uh, Bo- Bob's called the Buck, and, and you know his wife's in the background listening to him. It's like Bob, Bob. it's it's Buck, Bob, your, your brother, Bob who? Yeah, your brother, your brother. He's like, jeez, Bob, what are you drunk? What are you drunk? <laughs> yeah. You'll piss at you. <laughs> yeah. And before he even answers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking face he makes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, real quick, yeah. I forgot to mention the beginning scene when they're all getting ready for school, uh-huh. and they call the dog to let the dog out. Why is uh, the dog in the dryer? That's one of the quirky things. <laughs> I that love that happens. shit. Yeah. Parsi. <laughs> what about that great line that that um, Tia says to Maisie? She goes, "Why do we need boys?" Oh, that was yeah. I was gonna say that. Yeah, when yeah. I when I saw that part, I wrote it down because I know. That's something you picked up on too. Yeah, you know, she's like, they need to grow up so they can be shadows, and I was just like, dang. Yeah, that's like that's that's that's, that's heavy. Um, but anyway, sorry. I yeah, no, to, no, no, I no. no. I I, uh, I wrote that down somewhere. Um, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, we're back. So oh yeah, calling, yeah. So talk, he he calls. Buck. He agrees to come over. Yeah, and then you get that you get that part where Buck's driving over to um to the house and he's trying to remember all the kids' names. Oh yeah, Lonnie, uh, and Larry, and Larry, uh, 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 Betsy. Betsy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Larry, what, Jennifer. She's like, what's what's Tia? Tia's got to be like ten, nine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> No, when he no, but when he calls Shanice and the new ones, oh yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's all, so you're not gonna be here tomorrow, right? And he goes, <laughs> listen, if I could think of an excuse he would buy, <laughs> yeah. I would use it. I would use it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, it just it was. I was watching it today, and I was just like, man, John Candy was a fucking like he's like a a comedy legend, man. Oh, yeah. he, he's just so good. Uh, his conversation, like. Not even a conversation with Vin- with Shanice on the phone. Yeah. Where she's like, he's doing that great, like, pantomime kind of, she's not letting me talk on the other end of the phone <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so then, yeah, then he, he gets to their house, and then he shows up to the wrong house, and then you can hear his Getting brother. Getting mad out here, Bob. His brother's calling him, Bob? Buck. Buck. Bob. Buck. Over here, and then he's like, does "Jeez, that, does that look like? Oh, yeah. Where the fuck is this coming from?" Um, one quick thing that I noticed in that part is, you know, they're looking for all these people to take care of their kids, and they're talking about them by last name. And mm-hmm. then when, when um, the person wakes up because they're yelling, he's like, "Sorry, Mister Blah Blah," and it's like that's a pretty big neighborhood. The houses are really spread out, but maybe that was just something that, that upper class like. People did in the suburbs is yeah. just everybody knows everybody. Yeah, that's a rich ass neighborhood. So. Yeah, um, which I I just uh, I thought was was cool, uh, but yeah, I love uh, I love the mom's description of Shanice. Like very quick su- summary of the her woman, woman who, who sells, sells tires. <laughs> like it's a terrible fucking profession. <laughs> but I mean, dude, the upper like upper class fucking white people. Yeah, just selling tires. Ew. Yeah, I know. Um. Yeah. Uh. The whole part where he's talking to her about uh how he stopped smoking cigarettes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, dude. No. Oh, oh, that's so good. I never yeah. like as a, as a kid now. as a kid and I'd seen it a bunch of times. I never realized where. <laughs> 
she already doesn't like him, yeah. and then the first thing that comes out of his mind is, "Do you have a plunger?" Yeah, he's like, "My plumbing's so bad. I've been eating a lot of cheese lately. Oh yeah, I can't get enough of it. You think that's an allergy or something? something? Like what allergy would cause you yeah. to just want to eat like cheese? Like a big mouse." Uh, so he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to take a fucking fat shit and clog your pipes pretty Dude, much. What about, um, <laughs> after he, after they all leave and he's like walking through the house and he plays the piano, he's like, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> it's so, it's so subtle and just so like, in his mind, yeah. he's already like, yeah, that's for sure. He does a lot of great mumbling in I, this movie. I love that part. Uh, There's so many little parts like that. Yeah, that then I he love. breaks, he breaks the glass. Oh, afterwards. unbreakable. <laughs> next, the fit. morning scene, right? Yeah, the, the morning next, scene, the it's when day. they like first face off against each other. He doesn't know why she's like being a little dick. And then, uh, <laughs> him meeting Macaulay Culkin. Who are you? I'm your uncle. Do I have an uncle? Unfortunately. <laughs> no, I love that. I've never noticed this before, but when he she goes to get coffee, yeah, Buck's like, oh, you drink coffee, huh? Yeah, yeah. She goes, he goes, your parents know you drink coffee? And she goes, my parents don't know a lot of things, whatever. Yeah. yeah. She sits down and, and takes she that takes sip. I never noticed it either. She's, she's like, like dude, like, yeah, I never noticed that either t- until yeah. today. I thought that's just the face you make when you drink coffee. Nah. I don't know. That's the um, face you make when you're 15, thinking, <laughs> thinking you fucking. Yeah that that seems that seems really fun. Um, trying to think of dude, the food that he prepares for these kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what? Look, all I know when he's making breakfast, he's putting mustard on something. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck are you putting mustard on for breakfast? Mustard it can be used as a seasoning when you're cooking stuff. I don't know what not he would for have been, breakfast. I don't know what he could have been using it for, but I, it's, you know what? I'm uh, I'm up to try it. I, I take guess. I take I take a great offense too. Also on the part where uh, Miles sits down, he's like breakfast of champions, and then he goes. Well, first he says he's cooking our garbage, which yeah. is a good part. But the other part that I get pissed off, he goes, "Oh my." God, he put onions in the eggs. Yeah. I grew up eating, eating my scrambled eggs with, with onions. onions. You're a freak. And tomatoes. Ugh. Okay. That is disgusting. It's a Salvadorian thing. Is it? Yeah. Man, remind me never to go that. No, I'm just kidding. Onions, uh, <laughs> tomatoes. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, onions now I'm a pretty big fan of, but tomatoes, no. I'm not down. Um, but yeah. Then after that. 20 questions. Do you have that? I didn't have that. I was kind of including that as the same thing, but I did. Yes, the que- the questions. Um, what's your record for consecutive questions in a row? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. I'm your br- dad's brother. All right. You got much more <laughs> hair in your nose than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's fucking really cool. Quick, uh, quick one. I like is um, who let the cat out? Oh, we don't have, have a cat. cat. Get out of yeah. here, <laughs> dude! Stupid ass cat just meowing in front and I, lets him pick him up. I love, I love when he when he takes her to school. That first, that first. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Drop yeah. off at school. No, I, I was gonna say the the pickup when uh oh, when he meets bug when, yeah, when he meets bug the first time. Cover your ears. What? Just do it. Whipped an engine has to be to blow that 
tell me. You ever hear of a tuna? <laughs> you ever hear of a ritual killing? <laughs> I don't get it. You know on her face in public like that again, and you'll be one. <laughs> Ever hear of a ritual ritual kill? Do the stupid laugh. Uh, yeah, the the when he when he meets Bug the first time and dude when he fucking takes off, oh, yeah. like chops his head off and then he's just stuck in the smoke or whatever. I love the beginning though part because the when once she leaves and he goes, "You think she hates me with a passion?" Oh yeah yeah yeah. Did anybody ever like this <laughs> embarrass you <laughs> ever like that? He's like. No. Oh, <laughs> goes, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He's like, you think it's the hat? Yeah. A lot of people hate this hat. Just the sight it of it makes it. makes it makes people angry. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that one's really good. Uh, yeah. So both of those scenes are great. Like we were saying, like we could fill fucking multiple pages of quotes and like oh yeah, some great there's, scenes. There's so many. So we had to like cut some out. Yeah, yeah. But like. I don't know, and I, and I and for me, I like a lot of the like little little like like pieces of conversation between him and the kids. Like, yeah, just random little spots, like the whole toothbrush thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, <laughs> I got a friend that works at the crime lab, and he can run a test on it and see if you actually the brush look, your teeth. The look he gives them, or ran it under the faucet. <laughs> and they're like, if that's true, we're gonna have to really start brushing our teeth. <laughs> yeah. Because I fucking died. I remember dying at that part when I was a kid because I actually used to you just should do that. run it under the faucet. Dang, my mom never checked. Um, uh, it's not one of my favorite scenes, but just fucking him kicking out Pal, talking to uh, Tia or whatever. Because uh, uh, he comes up and he's just such a creep and he's like, buy a beer? And he's got his finger inside the oh, bottle. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then he just runs them off really quick. Um, and then after that, I had the fucking Puda, Puda the Clown scene. Oh, God, scene. yeah. Scrum, that's all I get. <laughs> I'm Puda the Clown. Put it there. We are high. Kids will love that. I didn't order you. My sister-in-law did. She's not here right now. I'm looking after the... I'm the uncle. Buck Russell's the name. Right, great. Listen, I'm sorry I'm uh, late. Uh, I was at this all-night bachelorette party. Hey, you need any dildo jokes? <laughs> I'm the guy. <laughs> what, did you, what did you have? A few drinks this morning? Huh? I, I think you did, didn't you? What are you, Mother Cabrini? You never touch this stuff? No, 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 but I, I I wouldn't be drinking if I was going to entertain some kids. Hey, I don't have to take any shit from you. You know who I am? In the field of local live home entertainment. Oh, my God! Get in your mouse and get out of here. Hey, uh, let me tell you something, you low-life lying, four-flushing sack of shit. <laughs> Big bachelorette party last night. <laughs> Need any dildo, dildo jokes? jokes? Toy, I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> Dude, no. Oh, jeez, what are you drunk? My favorite part of that is get in your mouse. <laughs> get yeah, out of here. <laughs> Listen to you, low life, lime, four flush and boom. 
Dude, yeah. I, when I was little, I used to think that was Bruce Willis for some reason. Oh, shit. I don't know why. He's like, you know who I am? I'm a god! <laughs> Dude, I'm happy I know that that's what's his name. Dude. Man. That shit's so funny. I, before that, I, I love the part when he's fucking talking dirty to the washer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one like, Marcy open up. sneaks up. Come on, open I'm going to shove my load at you whether you're lucky or not. You thought I was... Oh, jeez. <laughs> dude, yeah. Rain I, check. I apologize. Yeah, dude. She, she, dude she's, she's so weird so in this weird. movie. <laughs> yeah, so strange in this movie. Um, and then right after that, you get the, the hatchet scene. Oh, thank you. That was my next thing. Dude, yeah. The hatchet scene. It's one of the best parts of the movie. He goes to pick up Mia from that party, and Bug is there, and he goes over, and he just starts doing the, like, uncle, uncle thing. What are you doing here? We were just driving by, going out for some ice cream, thought you might like to join us. I said I would be home at 10. It's not even 9. Who said anything about that? I just thought you'd like to join us for some ice cream. Maybe your bug here can join us. We can talk about burying the hatchet. You know what a hatchet is, don't you, bug? It's an axe. Sort of, yeah, yeah. I got one in the car if you'd like to see it. A pass. Fair enough. I like to carry it, you know. You never know when you're going to need it. Uh, you know, a situation may come up, say, uh, uh, for example, someone's been uh, drinking and about to drive a loved one home. Then I like to know I have it. Not to kill, oh, just to maim. Take a little off the shoulder, the elbow, shave a little meat off the old kneecap. Ooh. You got both kneecaps? <laughs> I like to keep my razor sharp, too. Sharp enough you can shave with them. Why, I've been known to circumcise a gnat. <laughs> You're not a gnat, are you, bug? Wait a minute. Bug, gnat. Is there a little similarity there? Whoa, I think there is. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? I don't think you do. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Look, um, I think you'd better split. You know, I don't know exactly why I'm going berserk with an axe on me. He's all talk. Here it is. Come on over. Come on, I want to show it to you. Maybe later. Okay. Oh, you know, if somebody's going to drive drunk with a loved one, say, that's what I know I like, like to have. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, you got both kneecaps? You got both <laughs> kneecaps? Dude, no. <laughs> when he starts doing the the little noises, like, take a little off, off the old shoulder. Slides a little off <laughs> kneecap. Dude, yeah, the noises that fucking comes out of his mouth. And then the back. Here it is. Yeah, and then there's like a wolf howling or whatever. <laughs> Come over, I'll show you. Maybe later. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like you keep it so sharp you could split a net. 
and then he's like crying. He's like, "You better split. I don't want him fucking chase me with the hatchet or whatever." Uh, yeah. And then after that, you have the principal meeting. Oh my god! Which I was I was laughing because um, I couldn't. Remember. At first, I thought uh, they played that one song uh, from the '80s, "Day Bow Bow." You know the song I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but then they're playing Wild Thing, fucking oh, yeah. Tone uh, Loke. Tone Loke. Um, and he goes in there and he does the whole fucking putting out the cigar thing and he's got to take a, a knee to take a piss. Yeah. Um, and then when he's sitting outside with that kid, kid, with that kid that's like missing teeth or yeah. whatever, and he's like, you know what? Why don't I, I go on next? Give me some time. Out here. And then I was sitting there, I was like thinking, like, dang, I remember like being in trouble and you had so to like scared. wait for the principal's office. And you're like, I don't want to go in. <laughs> I don't want to go in. Um, so he does that kid a solid, and then he goes in, and then obviously that chick's got a giant ass wo- oh, uh, like mole on her face. I'm Anita Horgarth. Buck melanoma, Molly Russell's wart. Not her wart. Not her wart. I'm I'm the wart. She's my tumor, my my growth, my uh, my pimple. I'm Uncle Wart. Just old Buck Wart Russell. That's what they call me. Or uh, Melanoma Head. They'll call me that. Melanoma Head's coming. I'm sorry. Uncle. Maisie Russell's uncle. I'm her uncle. <laughs> her, uh, her mother uh, set up this conference with you. I'm assistant principal here, as you've probably noticed from the indications on the door. This door? You the mean, outer door. The outer door. Yes. Because there's nothing on this one. <laughs> That's just about enough of that. Sorry. I've been an educator for 31.3 years, and in that time, I've seen a lot of bad eggs. I say eggs because at the elementary level, we are not dealing with fully developed individuals. I see a bad egg when I look at your niece. She is a twiddler, a dreamer, a silly heart. She is a jabba box. And frankly, I don't think she takes a thing in her life or her career as a student seriously. She's only six. That is not a valid excuse. I hear that every day, and I dismiss it. I don't think I want to know a six-year-old who isn't a dreamer or a silly heart. And I sure don't want to know one who takes their student career seriously. I don't have a college degree. I don't even have a job. (laughs) But I know a good kid when I see one. Because they're all good kids. Until dried-out, brain-dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. You so much as scowl at my niece or any other kid in this school, and I hear about it, and I'm coming looking for you. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. I've seen some bad eggs. <laughs> I've been an educator for 31.3 years. And in that time, I've seen a lot of bad eggs. Yeah, dude. But your niece is by far. <laughs> I uh, that's a really good like retort that he has on there. Oh yeah. Um, but how dare a 
vice principal of an elementary school yeah. take herself that seriously? Oh, like, if I, dude, can you imagine if I was in there and they were calling me about my niece and she gave me that spill, I'd be like, Please. first of all, yeah. I don't know who the fuck you think you yeah. are, lady. Uh, I don't give a shit whether or not you are a yeah. vice principal of an elementary school, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, he tears her a new one and it's fucking hilarious. Here, take this quarter. <laughs> Go downtown. <laughs> Get a rat to gnaw, gnaw that, that thing, thing off, off your face. face. Dude, but... And then a little kid listening outside yeah, and he's like, like mm-hmm. smiling and shit. The be- Dude, that, that beginning part though when he introduces himself. Yeah. I'm Buck Melanoma. <laughs> Molly Russell's wart. Not a wart. I'm the wart. She's my tumor. My growth. My pimple. <laughs> Dude, I had to pause that part because I wanted to get word the whole for word. Thing. Dude, that shit is fucking gold. Melanoma head's, head's coming. coming. Old Uncle Melanoma is what they call me. <laughs> That's about enough of that. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, what about yeah. the random part when they show her in class? She goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, my uncle puts the clothes in the in the microwave. Why was he putting your clothes in the microwave? Because the dryer is broken. Blasphemer. Yeah, that part's so so random. weird. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> super funny, super funny parts. Uh, as far as like my favorite parts, those are pretty much the long, like most of them. Mm. We were we do like the the end scene where he goes into the party. Yeah, and he's kind of just riffing with the kids. I like he goes in there and then he's moving yeah. through, and then the next scene when they show him, he's got a beer in his hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fucking talking shit to all those kids, and then they steal his hat and gets it back and everything. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, and that's just him improving all that shit. Yeah, like, definitely. Hey, they just like John, just go there. through the party and just I know my you know. music. Yeah, uh, I have like one more. What if you have anything else other than that? Like I was saying earlier, like I love a lot of random little parts, like um, when Tia ruined the whole thing between him and Shanice and said that he was out the night before with mm-hmm. Marcy. Yeah, and then Shanice comes over because she's definitely burned a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ex boyfriend's houses down, maybe you know, <laughs> you know, smashed their cars. So she drove all the way over there and then shows up, and then when she bounces. She fucking like peels out of the driveway. Dude, He's like, "Hey, you're wrecking the driveway!" Wrecking the driveway. <laughs> like dumb shit, like like that, reaching for reaching for anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I, I had to add that part because I, I always love that. Yeah, 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 that little part. That one, that one's a good one. Uh, oh, dude, yeah, no. When he fucking. <clears throat> Just to mention at uh, the principal meeting when he tells her, he's like, if I hear you fucking... Oh, yeah. Even anything at a little kid, I'm, I'm coming, coming looking for you. you. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. She's an elderly kid. woman? Yeah. About to fuck her up? Uh, I, uh, one thing about about uh, what you were saying about the call with Shanice, uh, where she ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she tells her, like, oh, no message. And then she gets that, like, little smirk and joy on her oh, face. Oh, I know. But it... Goes away re- right yeah. away. Oh, like she realizes. she realizes, like it doesn't make her yeah. any happier, you know, to ruin somebody else's life. And I think in that moment she realized she's fucking up, like, oh, like real something real, like a real adult life. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm a kid. Yeah. You know, she realized like I'm still a child. Like, you know, like uh-huh. what the fuck am I doing? In in a way, she's growing up right there, right? Like realizing, yeah, that she fucked up. Um, we did we did forget to mention. Uh, when he goes to find me at the party, uh, you 
he asks Shanice to go p- uh, watch oh, the kids. Yeah. yeah. So she's trying to get inside. She's knocking on the door, and then Macaulay Culkin's looking through the mail slot. <laughs> doesn't see anything. She knocks again, looks through the window. He lifts it up, doesn't see anything. And then uh, she knocks again and looks through the mail slot because she notices it. And then he looks, and instead of seeing her, he sa- sees three burglars yep. outside, and he gets super scared. Um, we were just assuming, and it turns out to be true, yeah. that when they were filming that sh- that shot, that's supposedly when John Hughes got the idea to do Home Alone. Um, yeah. And obviously why Macaulay Culkin's in that movie. How cool is that? That's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, like like we said, he is just shooting out banger after banger at this point yeah. in time. And like that's a moment of inspiration for him while he's working, not that's while he's lot. got time off, not while anything. He's like in the middle of working and he's got this... And how big of a movie was oh, yeah. Home Alone? One of the yeah. biggest ever, um, and that was that was right there. So isn't that's that really set cool. in Chicago? Also, it is. Uh, home, so they they make fun of it in Dogma. Um, like all John Hughes movies take place in a town called Shermer, Illinois, oh. but it doesn't exist. Oh. Um, Home Alone, however, is not. It's it's a John Hughes movie, but it's directed by Chris Columbus, so it's not technically like in that universe that all those kids live in. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, they're like all set in Chicago, kind of like how Stephen King's stories are all set in Maine. They're just all. He grew up there, and uh, yeah, it's just. What it's other just movies did we do that Chris Columbus directed? Uh no, recently? we we did uh, Jingle All the Way, but he did rewrites for it, and oh, he was supposed to direct it. Okay. Yeah. I know you mentioned that name before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one that I have is um, when she's asking him what he what he did to Buck or to to Bug. Oh, to Bug. Yeah. Yeah, which is great because he breaks in the door and then he's got that fucking that uh, that big ass drill, and he realizes oh. that uh, T is not in the fucking mm-hmm. in the bed, and then uh, he he's like, oh man, this is fucked up. And then he fucking smiles and turns the light on, and then the, everything goes black. So you don't know what happened to him. And then he pick, he picks up Tia on the street. They're driving him back, and she's like, "What did you do to him?" And then they take him out to like a park or something. Yeah. And he's in the fucking in the trunk, and then he makes him like run away, and he starts fucking uh, starts whacking golf balls Tia, at him. Huh? <laughs> he's like, "My dad's a lawyer. He's gonna sue your balls off, man." <laughs> That's where they always go. Dude. Yeah. Where they always go, I'll sue yes. you. Your history, man. Your history. <laughs> I love how fucking he just goes off on a whole fucking tirade of your history, man. You're gone, man. Yeah. Ha ha ha. See, I knew you wanted to do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, oh, it's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. It's coming <laughs> and then he hits. He's like, that hurt, man. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I love their bonding. No, finally, uh, yeah, at the you know, at the together. end. So she uh, Tia helps him fix everything with Shanice, yeah. um, and you get that stupid. He's listening behind the door, oh, and she yeah. kicks it and everything. Hi, honey. Is the coffee ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm a little thirsty. <laughs> she's like, because what did she say before? She's like, yeah. He, the only time he told me he loved me was for new tires. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I have told you I love you, honey. And it wasn't for tires. It was for shocks, remember? <laughs> it was for shocks, remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the gold oh. shit of John Candy, man. Yeah, was... dude. He uh, he just had this... I, I feel like he had a, a quality of just adding yeah. like a little bit. Like 
if you had a, a a meal on your plate and the meal's cooked really really well, but there's just something a little bit a little bit more seasoning, a little bit more salt that you yeah. could add on there, he was like perfect at doing that. Like the scene's already good, yeah, but it just needs that little extra. And I think he was like a master of doing that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's like all my favorite scenes. But I will say it's it's nice because, like we said, you really believed uh, um, Jean Louise Kelly's Louisa Kelly's character is like a really, really she's just a teenager, um, she's an asshole, uh, like all teenagers are, um, and unexplainable, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, a little bit. They move. They move from her home. Oh, yeah. Obviously, she doesn't like living there. But it's probably fresh, right? They he, just moved there. Well, they. That's what I was kind of iffy on yeah. because because it seems like they just moved there, but then she says like, "Oh, they haven't had you over here since you since, since you moved, moved in." And then he doesn't really know how old Tia is when they're so going over. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of foggy, but. Um, oh well, the other indicator is like he's like, "What happened to the mustache?" Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had the mustache when they got married, uh-huh. and he, the last time he saw him, he had a mustache. Yeah, so yeah. Shit, maybe it's been it's some been time. yeah some time, but yeah, what it's 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 kind of hazy. But um, that last the last scene, you know, they 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 all bonded, and then the the mom comes home, and then you know Tia goes up and she hugs her and you could tell her mo- the mom's just so relieved that like yeah. like fuck I don't know like I was expecting to come home the house burning down mm-hmm. and now you're fucking yeah. hugging me you know um and the mom's suspicions of you know Uncle Buck is not fucking perfect uh by any means but he loves his family and he took care of them and yeah. obviously he made a breakthrough with Tia and everything yeah. um so you know, she comes home to like the opposite of what she thought was going to happen, um, and him walking out the door, and then John Hughes does a lot of freeze frame endings, um, watching John Candy walk away, and then mm-hmm. he just gives that oh, hand man. up and yeah. smile, lovable guy, and then it just ends like that with the music and everything. Um, it's just a nice ending. It's yeah, a really nice ending. Uh, John Hughes has a really good way of pulling on heartstrings at the ends of his movies yeah. to make you either like, you know, laugh or feel feel uh, empowered or feel joy or whatever. It's it's just it's a it's a nice sweet ending. I love I love the goodbye that they have to the family because it seems like a real goodbye. Like like you know they're all like quickly getting out of there. They got their stuff and you know it's like. He's like, he's a like, Shanice. We're not dying. He's yeah, like, we're yeah, just yeah, going yeah, home. Yeah. She goes, yeah, well, okay. He like gets mad at him. No, no, you know? no. He's like, it's true. We're gonna see them probably next weekend. You and know? and that's a that's a thing that I that I picked up on um, about John Hughes watching this movie and then thinking about his other movies. There's a lot of good coverage of everything um, as yeah. far as like he knows what he want he wanted to see and he shoots it from like everywhere. And you get these like wide angles of them leaving the house, and like the the language is there, and like what they're saying. It's, there's just so much. I can imagine so much that he had to work with to like yeah. show the outlay of the house, like everything. Um, it's just he, he was he's really good at uh, making making uh, interior like everything just seem really realistic and like yeah 
in the suburbs. What about that scene when he's on the couch with the dog? And he's That's I was I was thinking about that cigar. now because I'm looking at my notes. Because that's really important no it it, it is because it's it's a it's a time when right after he um shanice comes over and she see he sees that she's with he's with marcy and uh then he's like down on his down on his luck and he's drinking oh that's another thing that i was gonna say he's smoking those cigars in the house the whole time when they come home that house is gonna oh hell yeah to high heaven um but uh yeah no that's another that's another another scene um like I said, I grew up watching this movie with my uncle a lot, and he would talk about that too because he was, he was the youngest of like the family, and like he had his he, like his own cars and fucking his his light like he he was just doing other stuff, you know. Yeah. So that, yeah, in, in that part, he would just be like, "Yeah, that's what people used to say to me, like, oh, you got a maid, yeah. man. You don't got a wife. You don't yeah. have kids. You got a maid." And he's like, "Only problem, purse." They don't say, they don't say that no more, you know? Uh, so that was, I remember him telling me all about that. I was like, nay. And as a little kid, I'm still like, oh, but you're my uncle. You're fucking awesome, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, imagine being like, oh, man. Yeah. My life fell apart or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like he was the you're, model you're, yeah. for a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, young like, dudes. Yeah. But once you get to a certain age, you realize it's like, oh, man, what happened? Yeah. Like, I should have fucking been taking care of business, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that scene is, and then he's giving the dog a little bit, a little yeah. beer. Oh, the, the, fo- the other phone call too, when, when he's like, how, oh, the, how many times yeah. a day does the dog eat? How many times do you think he eats? About four or five. five? Once, once. Once a day. He goes, what about, is it, what is it like to drink? She goes, water, wa- water is good. I would leave some out. He goes, huh. I've been leaving the toilet seat up. Yeah. She goes, oh my God. Not, not the blue stuff though. That accounts yeah. for what he did on the, lawn. on the lawn. <laughs> she goes, I can't tell you, Buck, yeah. how worried it makes me feel that you're there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, Do you think there should have been, like, w- another scene with the dad and the mom, like, in Indianapolis, like, talking about, like, Buck? You know, if we got, like, that point of view? I, You know I, what? I feel I, like they shot something like that. Yeah, I think if, then, I think then, if there, I think if there was... A scene like that, and it was in the movie. It wouldn't ruin anything. Yeah, um, like a quick one. Like, yeah, I just don't. I if there was, I could see why they would leave it out. Yeah. Um, you know, I I could totally see it being written on paper, and maybe they did shoot it or whatever. Um, but I, the fact that it's not in there, I yeah. I could I could like see maybe why. Maybe directly after the phone call with Buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like freaking, she's like, oh my God. And then the fucking dad comes in, like, what's going on? He's going to take care of it. It's all right. Yeah, I could could see that in in there. If it was in there, wouldn't have ruined anything. But, yeah, so that's, I mean, those were all the scenes that we wanted to talk about. Uh, Was there, I know you were looking up some, some just like facts and stuff about the movie. Uh, Yeah, there's, there's, um, honestly, the one that I'm so pleased and like, it, like stoked to read is the, the home alone part you know that, that yeah we, we were already thinking that i'm sure a lot of people thought that too but it was just cool to see like that that was like a actual thing like he really was inspired by that um <clears throat> but some other like t- to us i think it's like some of the most in- interesting things is people who were 
possibly cast or considered. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, Danny DeVito was one of them. <laughs> you know, and we're saying that might be pretty funny. Like that, he'd be short. Yeah, imagine yeah. him walking through the party, and, and he's definitely like, oh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and then he's definitely more of a of a. I'm just thinking about like him in Twins. Mm-hmm. He's much more of a scumbag type oh, looking yeah. dude. So I could I could see why the mom would be a lot more like like grossed out by him, you know. Yeah. Um, dude, check this out. Some other people that were um, that were considered. Yeah, Bill Murray. That would have been funny. John Goodman. Yes, John Goodman could have done that. This one I don't get at all. Tom Cruise, that what? Yeah, dude, he was like not even that old at that time. I know. Tom Hanks, eh. Steve Martin, Michael Keaton, no. Tim Allen, no. Dan Aykroyd, maybe. Dan Aykroyd could have done this movie. Ed O'Neill, Ed O'Neill, Definitely. dude, Ed O'Neill yeah. could have nailed this movie. Jim Belushi, Jim Belushi could have done this movie too. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Moore, I don't know who that is. Um, John Travolta, oh. Joe Pesci, Robin Williams. I I wouldn't like to see that. It would have been too hectic. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him being a uh, complete like like a degenerate type yeah. person for some reason. Danny Even though DeVito. he was doing like a bunch of blow at this time and everything. <laughs> well, that's uh, when Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that would have been too. Too wild. I can't like, imagine Jack Nicholson being affectionate nah, like an uncle. No. Nah. Um, I think he would have taken the kids to the track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> the final shot of him when he's leaving. He would have just looked like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So. Oh, r- real quick. They said you can you can visit both the house and Buck's apartment. Which is right across the street from Wrigley Field. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, that's so tight. Yeah. Dang, I'm kind of down to do that if I ever go out to New yeah. York, or, uh, out to Chicago. Uh, one little thing I notice is uh, I grew up, wa- like I said, I grew up watching all these movies, um, and most movies back in the 80s and 90s, you get like a lot of upper class, like white people's houses. Mm-hmm. So I always thought growing up, my houses were gonna look like that, and obviously they don't. Mm-hmm. Um. I just thought it was. I thought it was. Um, thought it was weird. It's just there's a bunch of things in movies that I always thought I was gonna do. I always thought I was gonna find a cave of some sort. Mm. I always thought I was gonna live in a really nice house. Um, and uh, even like the closest thing that I'd ever get to is like I had a lot of um, like older relatives and go over their house and they they had like doilies on their couches and like throw pillows and stuff like that. And I'm mm. just like oh. This is kind of like one of those houses in the movies, but not even that close. Um, noticed a Karl Marx, um, Karl Marx reference where they're talking about how great oh, the yeah. how great the stock market's doing, and just like take, take that, that Karl Marx, I'm like fuck you. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw that, and uh, I like the the phrase "zoom in the girls." Because oh, yeah. when I was his age, I was, was the one zooming, zooming the girls. <laughs> I was like, "What's zooming?" <laughs> Uh, we talked about the fucking put my load into you, whether you like oh it or my not. God, yeah. <laughs> uh, another another thing I I liked um watching this uh when they show Macaulay Culkin and he's um he's washing the dishes. There's something about being little and like somebody giving you a responsibility mm-hmm. of somebody something that older people do, and like as a little kid you you 
you're probably doing it really, really bad, but oh, you're yeah. like taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just one thing that I remember doing when I was little uh, that I, that I liked when I saw this again right now. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I was just thinking about um, like what John Candy's career would have been like if he still if he lived. Because mm. <clears throat> I mean, he he made a. a like 20 movies in like yeah i don't know maybe like 15 years Mm -hmm. um a lot of them are good some of them aren't great uh you know wagons east even if he had been in the whole thing don't know how good it would have been uh but it makes you think sometimes sometimes you know People's careers adapt or whatever, but I'm I'm wondering because I mean you look at somebody like John Goodman, yeah, and his career is he's he's still in a bunch of shit. He's on that Connor show now, um, you know, gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. He like I feel like he definitely has a different vibe than John Candy for sure, oh, but yeah. they're both big, you know, like lovable type dudes in yeah. the in the in the nineties. Um, so I, I'm just I'm just curious as to like uh, what roles. Maybe he would have got that fucking yeah that they, they, that they would have been up for yeah you know? they would have definitely been competing for for, for roles in the nineties but overall as like a more serious actor John Goodman is, oh yeah no for far. for sure uh, I think I think John Candy was just straight comedic actor and maybe yeah. he could have done something more you know more serious usually comedic actors end up being like pretty good uh, dramatic actors but yeah. I don't know that he had any interest in doing stuff like that mm-hmm. he seemed pretty pretty dead set on just you know making people laugh yeah um but uh but yeah um if you had to pick one scene from this movie which one would, would you say is your favorite <laughs> oh man um i really love i mean shit that's hard dude yeah um i used to quote the hatchet scene all yeah. the time yeah i love that part i really i just love like the opening of the principal scene, the whole <laughs> yeah. I'm Chuck Mellon or Buck Mellon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly Rose, just that whole shit. Because I feel like he made that up. Like he just did. He just did that. <laughs> I like to believe that he just they they fucking yelled action and he just he fucking just went, went off. He just went at it. That that shit fucking kills me every time. I I, I was gonna say either that scene or the Pooter the Clown part. Oh yeah, get in your mouse, get out of here. <laughs> uh yeah, either one of those, but probably probably the principal scene. Yeah yeah. <clears throat> I'll probably have to go with that one. Um, and then we have to ask the hard question. If they were to make a prequel, sequel, or remake of this movie, which one would you want to see? Definitely not a remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I guess uh, a pre- maybe a prequel would be cool. Because a sequel, like, I wouldn't want to see Buck with a family. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really interested, like, you know, to have seen that. Like, if he... You know, if they did, you know. What if they do like a Austin Powers James Bond type thing where he just it's like another adventure that he has to go on, um, and he loses Shanice and he lo- like oh he's another woman some maybe yeah something like that maybe I don't know maybe a prequel might be cool I feel like Buck definitely did some time. You do, yeah. I, I, I okay. I wouldn't say. I, I, wouldn't, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Shady. I wouldn't say do time. I would say maybe a night in the drunk tank. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a little more than that because like yeah. they they got a horse fixer. 
That's, so, that's like, true. They're connected to some mob dudes, that's, probably. That's true. And then, like, you know, when his homie comes in, he's like, I'm checking fucking trunks for you everywhere. Yeah, you got to exactly. tell people where you are. Yeah. Um, I would say... If you did a prequel, it'd be fun to see the shenanigans that yeah. Buck got into. Yeah. But if I was if I if I was gonna pick anything, I would want a sequel because I and if it was possible, if John Kenny was still alive, not now, but maybe yeah. like a year or two after this, mm-hmm. and they did a sequel, I would probably want to see a sequel with just another like misadventure that, like maybe he's got a fucking now the now that the family likes him and everything. Um, He's gonna take them on a trip to, I don't know, cross country or some oh, bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's definitely not needed, but that's why I've, you know this is a hard question. We got to ask it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So that's, that's I'm, where I'm I would al- go. almost always against remakes. Yeah, almost yeah. unless it's a really shit. Because so, my my thing, I understand why they make remakes because they they use good movies that made a lot of money yeah. and then try to milk them. Yeah. Before I understood that, I was always like, "Why do you they take good movies and remake them? Why don't they take bad movies with yeah. good cops yeah. concepts and remake those movies?" But it's like because they didn't make mo- money back in the day. So, but uh, yeah, unless it's a really shitty movie that I think I can make better, I would always stay away from remakes. So, talking about that, mentioning that this is unrelated, but I just saw barely saw They Live. Oh really? Remember you told me about yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a coworker of mine also mentioned that to me. Uh huh. And he he remembers because he's older than us, uh-huh. and he grew up like he saw it in the theater, like when it yeah, came yeah, out. You yeah, know, he was like a teenager. I think it's like eighty four or something. Yeah, he's like a teenager or whatever. And so, yeah, he was talking about. It. He goes, "I'd love to see that movie remade." I was like, "That might be pretty cool." Actually, like, yeah. After I saw could, it, pro- I was like, "You could probably do, especially with today, like yeah. everybody that believes in Illuminati and QAnon and yeah. shit." Yeah. Um, Cause it's pretty bad. Conspiracy theories make for great fucking uh, science fiction. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's bad, but it's fuck. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, I know. It's it's just... Especially the way that it ends. Oh god, dude. <laughs> What's wrong, baby? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. we were gonna. I'm so glad you watched that one. Yeah. Uh, watch it a couple more times yeah, throughout the years, and then we'll fuck. We'll do it eventually. Um. Yeah. But other than that, is there anything else uh, about this movie that you want to talk about? Not about the movie in particular, but I read here that John Candy had a a, a few n- late nights with the locals, or on like, like while filming, while the movie? filming. Okay, okay. And he'd, he'd go out and hang out with them and shit. Nice. And um, and John Hughes didn't like it very much because he'd go out like on the regular. Yeah. And then he, he said on one night, particular night, um, he went out. He went to the pub with the music supervisor. Uh huh. And they got really friendly with the locals, and the That'd next. Be, how cool would that be if you're like at a bar and then John Kenny comes in? Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, what's yeah. up?" Like, That's so cool. And the next day, I guess uh, there was a radio interview of some guy who who met John Kenny, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he was like ranting about how much of a great time they had, blah blah blah. <laughs> and then uh, that day, John Kenny comes to work, and then John Hughes confronts him. He's like, "Hey, man." He's like, you don't look so great. You had a late night last night? He's like, yeah. He goes, all right. Because they were supposed to shoot like a big scene of his. Yeah. And he goes, let's go ahead and cancel for today. Really? Like, Just go ahead and take the day off and go go home and rest. We'll shoot around you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. I Damn, just, that's funny. I can imagine like 
I, I can't I can't I can't imagine anything but a good time oh, if yeah. John Candy walks into a bar and you fucking drinks on me. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Or Hell even yeah. if not, I'd want to buy him a drink. Like, can I buy you a drink, sir? Like dude. This is so cool. Oh man. Yeah, that's fucking great. But Any, anything else? Uh no, not really. I just I love this movie and I always have. Yeah. And I think I love it even more now. Yeah, this this is you know. Yeah, definitely, it's something that grows on you, and um, I, I'll, that's one thing that I want to say, like, because, you know, if I have kids, I have nieces and stuff that I'd like to, yeah. like, I know they've seen this movie, um, but if I have kids, I'd show it to them, and it's it's a movie that can grow on you over time. Um, I didn't think that I could like it any more than I did when I was a kid, but I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as you got you get older, and like we said, you know we're not teenagers anymore. So looking at te- a teenager's perspective, you're just like, oh, she's just being a little shit. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's 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 um, something to be said like kids that I mean, obviously you could always go back and watch people's movies, but kids that grew up without a John Candy presence in the movie world are like really missing out on something. Yeah. Like he he was just really really awesome and really fun and his movies are are always like pretty lighthearted. um but yeah it, it, he was like i said comedy legend man and um he'll be forever missed yeah definitely yeah uh i need to watch more of his uh older movies yeah man they're they're, like they're they're pretty great uh you know he's i've missed out uh the ones where he's like a side character stripes with bill murray and harold ramis like that's the one where they first become like really famous um, the Blues Brothers is fucking yeah. hilarious. Great Outdoors is 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 a great movie. Um, there's some stinkers in there. There's a really really weird movie called um, fuck. What's it called? Is it Canadian Bacon? No, not Canadian Bacon. I've heard of that one, but I've never seen. Oh, it. it's it's called Nothing But Trouble, and it's a movie. Starring... Oh, I've seen that. You've seen that movie? Yeah, oh, I, dude, I forgot that. It's shit. so weird. Dan Aykroyd's the fucking yeah, uh, the judge, the judge. Yeah, 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 that movie's weird as fuck. And fucking uh, uh, Shock G and Tupac are in yeah, it. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. so strange. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's it, right. He's the cop, right? He's, he's like one he's, of the bailiffs, he's, he's, whatever. Yeah, he's the cop, and then he's also the daughter of of uh, Dan oh, Aykroyd, yeah. and he's like <laughs> in a big fucking dre- like in That's a dress right. and everything. Damn, I totally forgot about that, dude. Yeah, so strange, such a weird fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, regardless of the stinkers, he's had a tremendous career, and I would like to dedicate this episode to the great John Candy. Hell yeah. Um, but for played again, man. I'm Steven Valdez, Jason Brunes, and we will see you at the movies, guys. See ya later.